Westchester Talk Radio is broadcasting live. News, trends, and more. No one knows Westchester County better than we do. We are Westchester Talk Radio. Good day. Welcome to Putnam Talk Radio. I'm John Marino, and we are produced by Shark Creative, made possible by people like Tompkins Mayo Pack Bank. Robeson Oil, the house that service built. Buy Lipolis Electric. Don't be left in the dark. Get Lipolis by White Plains Hospital. Hightower Westchester, managing your wealth to a fiduciary standard, not only in Westchester, but throughout the entire Hudson Valley. And Michael Labriola, landscape design and construction of our month. They operate up and down all through the Hudson Valley, giving you what you need as well, too. Here we are on Putnam Talk Radio, the Cup of Joe political show. We are joined by the county executive here in Putnam, Mary Ellen O'Dell. Mary Ellen O'Dell, welcome back to Putnam Talk Radio. It's been a challenging year, a challenging last couple of years, no doubt about that. Here we are, Thanksgiving, about a week away. We've had a couple of weeks to process the election season in Putnam and around the region. Your thoughts two weeks after on what the people of Putnam County decided upon? No surprises, really. No no big surprises here in Putnam. I think Putnam uh, voters have stayed true to their core values and, and where they look to selecting the person that's going to best represent their family needs and wants in a safe community and a community with good schools and um, you know, beautiful community, actually, Putnam's, you know, where the country begins, and it's very pretty here. So actually, no surprises. Um, it was an interesting year leading up to the, you know, the final day, uh, election day, certainly a lot of twists and turns, but that's, that's what a campaign is all about. How much did COVID impact election day in Putnam or the things that COVID made happen the last two years? Well, COVID affected everything, right? I mean, just what we're doing right now is a is an example of what impact COVID has had on how we operate day to day or week to week, month to month, and certainly the year to year. Um, you know, you mentioned Thanksgiving, which is a good sort of, I think, a good starting point about where we are now as compared to where we were last year with COVID. You know, last year we were being really recommended to not even share Thanksgiving with our families. This year, it's kind of a little bit out there, but thank God for the vaccines and, and thank God for, you know, people being mindful of each other and, and respectful of their surroundings so that we can put this pandemic for once and for all behind us. So the, as far as the election goes this year, I think it went back to a little bit closer than the, the, to where it always was for an election year. You could knock on doors. The candidates were telling me. They were uh, being greeted by homeowners who were willing to shake their hand and spend some time and talk to them where the year prior to that, that did not happen. Uh, Election day itself, the turnout was good. People, voters came out to express their opinions and their beliefs and exercise their right to vote in the democratic society that we have, that we're so proud of here. And um, I think the only difference was the mask mandates. People were mandated to wear the masks into the polling place. You talk about the personal touch for Election Day, that this year we could do that again. How important is the personal touch, knocking on doors, shaking hands when you campaign? And I was just out on Long Island recently in the same area, Ronkonkoma area, twice, a week before Election Day, where I didn't see many signs up. I was there the day after Election Day, and Veterans Highway was flooded for signs for the district attorney's race, which the Republicans surprised the Democrat in that race 
in Suffolk County. It's great to see signs that say vote for me. But as a voter, it's probably even better that you shake my hand and tell me what you're all about. And they and they and they say, you know, people want to hear you ask for their vote. They want to hear the candidate ask the individual to vote for me. That's something that that um, has been kind of universal when you're when you're out there um, campaigning. And, you know, people do appreciate that personal touch. We're back. We, you know, we are back to that now. And I know that the sheriff elect, I think his number was 7000. He knocked on 7000 doors. In My sheriff elect McConville. He's correct, Kevin Kyle, and I think that reflected on the numbers um, this year. That that personal touch really does really does mean something. Mm-hmm. With it's vaccines, effective. where are we now with vaccines? We have the boosters out there. I'm going to go get mine tomorrow. Yeah, oh. I just turned 65 a few days ago, and I promised myself, as soon as you do that, go get an appointment and go go get it done. So I'll do that tomorrow. Where do we stand with vaccines around the county now? Do we have what we might consider enough people vaccinated to have a form of herd immunity, at least? Well, first of all, let me say happy birthday to you. you. I'm a, I'm a Libra. So you must be a Virgo. I'm a Scorpio. Yeah. Oh, you're a Scorpio. Okay. Right. Um, November 14th, November 14th. My daughter actually hope my daughter hope is uh, the 18th tomorrow. Okay. I know a number of people in this three week period here. Matter of fact, you just reminded me my best friend from High school, his birthday is today, and I got to text him down in Florida and say, welcome to the 65 Club. Oh, so yeah. Well, you know, congratulations on that for sure. Thank you. And, Thank and, you. I, and I'll throw this one out. playing hockey at the age of 65, matter of fact, too. Are you? He is. Yeah. He is. Yeah. Oh, he I got nobody oh, to play okay. with anymore, so I don't. But in Florida, <laughs> he rounded up all the Northeasterners down. The first thing he did when he moved down there in the Jacksonville area was go find an ice rink where he could play. He found enough people from up this way who play hockey, and he put a league together down there. Good for him. Oh, he's a doer. He's yeah. a doer. Jacksonville is a nice area down there. Yeah. I do, yep. I do he's like in that area Punta Florida. Vedra Beach. That's where he is, outside Jacksonville. Ponte Vedra. Yeah, Ponte Vedra. Yeah, Ponte Vedra. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah it's I go with the Latin pronunciation being Ponte Vedra. Ponte Vedra Beach. Ponte Vedra. Lots of lots of history down there. It's a really nice area. It's yeah. not that you know. It's a it's a really pretty part of Florida. Florida's you know the new New York, right? Though they don't like right to hear exactly. That. There are no Southerners in Florida. <laughs> they, they don't they don't like the invasion. I think so much of all the New Yorkers. Half my family is down there too, dispersed around the entire state. So there's. There are no Southerners in Florida, all Northerners from. Yeah, exactly. I think half my family will be down there eventually. Anyway, um, I do want to give a shout out. Happy birthday, though, to Libby Pataki, the former first lady of New York State. Today is is Libby's birthday, too. Libby was our tourism director here for Uh some time. She was a real gem. Lovely, lovely woman. And of course, Governor Pataki, you know. This they're in garrison, state. correct? The Wonderful. Yeah, they're on that side. Sure. Yep. yep they're mm-hmm. still. Yep. They're over they're there. They're on the other side of the county in garrison. The Pataki stayed on the Hudson side because they came from Peekskill, walked a few right. blocks, wound up in Putnam County and landed in garrison. Right. Yeah. Anyway. Beautiful, beautiful yeah. area, beautiful home over there. And they're just um, terrific, terrific people. Mm-hmm. Really Do we need a countywide vaccine mandate to settle things? Well, let me talk. Let me tell you about the where we're at for vaccines. So, yes, yeah. in Putnam, we've reached the threshold for herd immunity. Um, out of the gate, our numbers were really high. Remembering that Putnam County has a very high senior population, we're probably trending the highest in senior population in New York State. So, our seniors were very anxious to get 
life back to where it was. And we lost a lot of our seniors and, um, you know, our prominent seniors. We, we lost track of them um, only to find out that in the early stages of COVID, when everything was so intense that they, they did um, pass from the COVID. So um, a lot of our seniors have been vaccinated, probably 90, 90 percentile and up of those who are attending our nutrition friendship centers are vaccinated. There are some that have medical reasons that can't. That's mostly the reason why they're not. Um, so we have, we're winding down our pods here. We'll have a pod tomorrow for the five to 12 year old kids. And then the Moderna and Pfizer boosters will be tomorrow. And then we have a few, uh, I think two or three more in December. So we should have everybody, every, every, everybody who's willing to get the booster from, uh, from the health department that will be available to them. And then there's tons of vaccines. If you go to a CVS or a Rite Aid, even your, your own physician has a, has an ample supply of um, the vaccines. You know, yesterday I was reading, I thought it was interesting. They're talking about FDA approval for the COVID pill now. So, you know, the, these vaccines, we may, we may be in the waning days of vaccines, vaccinations against COVID. We're making COVID protection as simple as possible, simpler, we hope. Are there, are there public locations around Putnam that we can go to for vaccine? You talked about the pods. Yeah, tomorrow the pod is at the Putnam Plaza located on Route 6 in Carmel. You can go up on the county website and uh, you can register. They'll even take you in a walk-in and, and register you right there. That's a requirement by New York State that everyone who gets the vaccine or the booster gets um, registered. So that's um, that's our pod for the next, for closing up the year. That, mm-hmm. that will be the location for that. And then, you know, I ran into a Rite Aid last night in the same plaza um, and they told me, the pharmacist there told me that they had vaccinated 20 individuals with the booster themselves yesterday on top of everything else that they, they have to do. So people are, people are getting the, the vaccine in Putnam and, and some are declining the opportunity and that's their decision. Two years now, just about into COVID style education. How has Putnam adapted to that? Oh, it's a struggle for the schools in the beginning with the, you know, the New York state handing different messages down from the morning to the afternoon. By the end of the day, there was a different protocol or mandate to be followed. It was very confusing for everyone involved, for the superintendents, for the state, for the teachers and for the students and their families. And Putnam County Health Department, we were here to try to provide, uh, a, to be a resource for information, to guide them to where they could find out where, what the current and most recent mandate and protocols would be. Uh, the schools now have reopened and sports are, are back to normal. Uh, as a matter of fact, the Carmel Rams are gonna, going to be playing in uh, playoffs tomorrow at uh, Mayapak. High school. I think they're playing Christian Brothers Academy. I'm a mm-hmm. Ram myself, so we're proud about that. So they'll mm-hmm. be doing that this Saturday, and and the crowds, the stands are full, and um, kids, kids all seem to be really happy to be, you know, experiencing the school experience that the previous senior classes missed, which is really, really sad. And we have Rams colors behind us too, in blue. Right? I, I'm wearing my Ram blue today, actually. Mm-hmm. 
And you have Tom Fury working in your office, brother. Tom Adam, Ram. The greatest football player in Carmel Rams history, Kevin Basketball. Fury. He played football, basketball, every guy. Well, Kevin yeah, that's true. played football, basketball, baseball. Tom was basketball, right? Uh, probably three-letter, right. But basketball was his, um, his main sport. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. Correct, yeah. and he and he's yeah. and he's still he's continuing to hit some three pointers here in the in the office. Yeah, I can still hit him at the age of five. Maybe we'll have a shootout one day. <laughs> that would be that would be fun. And Kevin, you know, like I told Tom years back when Kevin was working out for his shot at the NFL, I caught a couple of punts from Kevin at Carmel High when I came to came up to scout a White Plains Carmel game before broadcast in 1995. I. There's some scouting of the Carmel team being the White Plains broadcaster to know what I might be talking about a few days down the road. And Kevin was there practicing, and I caught a couple of punts from him at that time, 1995. That was an experience to catch a guy who could kick NFL style and to see that ball spin and come down on you and make the catch. So, yeah, always remember that. Yep. Kevin was a three-sport star 30 years ago in the early 90s, baseball, basketball, football at Carmel High School, went on, had a great college career, and uh, spent some time in the NFL with the Giants and the Carolina Panthers, too. So and oh, a great yeah. athletic, very great athletic tradition all around Putnam County. Carmel, Mayapack, Haldane, all the other schools, Brewster, also Putnam Valley High School, Putnam Valley Tigers blue behind us here, too. And we got orange for all the other Tiger squads behind us. Our Shark Creative logo behind us for all the other, I guess, Tigers and orange outfitted squads around the Hudson Valley, too. Here we are with Mary Ellen O'Dell, Putnam County Executive, Putnam Talk Radio, John Marino, along with you. County Executive O'Dell, until recently, until this story made big news, Westchester County Airport was receiving in the dead of night hundreds of undocumented illegal children and young adults being flown up by Department of Homeland Security, apparently from down in Texas where they had crossed the border and they were being shuttled around the tri-state area, places around Westchester, places around the Hudson Valley, Newburgh we know of. Bridgeport, Danbury, Connecticut, down the New Jersey Turnpike, down the Thomas Edison rest area in Woodbridge, where cars and vans would show up to pick some of them up and take them to their next destination point, a Catholic religious outpost home in Syosset, Nassau County on Long Island, took a number of people in. Were any of these illegal, undocumented immigrants brought to Putnam County that you are aware of? No, not, not that I have been made aware of. At all. You know, we're a little different um, of a county, right? We don't have an urban center. We don't have a city. So it would be less likely that if they were trying to do it under the cover of night, it would be less likely that they'd have success doing that here in Putnam County, where it would probably be easier to accomplish in, you know, an urban, urban setting. You know, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's sad across the board, you know, the, the fan, these families, what they've, had to go through and, and, you know, the fact that, you know, we're supposed to be the better life, but it's supposed to happen in the right way, in the way that everyone else, his family came to this country and that's following mm-hmm. process and protocol. So, you know, um, it's, you know, it's unfortunate, but it's a reality that this is what we're facing right now with open borders. Mm-hmm. Do we want to do what we have to do to need to do to help 
people who come here undocumented to this country and yet obviously stay within the realms of doing things the right way and the legal way, and that maybe this is the best way for those who come here to understand they do have to follow the process like your family did, like my family did a century ago. They came here and people in my family say, well, you know, our grandparents, aunts, uncles, et cetera, great aunts, great uncles did things the right way. They came here, they got on a ship, they followed the process, took them a while. But here we all are 100 years later today. Yeah, you know, we've been having this discussion for years, even prior to, you know, the the, the recent We'll say the situations between Haiti, the country of Haiti, with uh, those families coming to the United States through the open Mexican border, and then the, the Afghan families who were fleeing the Taliban. You know, those are extreme circumstances. You know, those are those are examples of why uh, you know what America is about is being able to help those people. But again, it has to be done in a in the right way, which is there is a process. And, you know, we've said this a hundred times in a hundred different ways in the last year with COVID, how important process is. Process is very important, whether you're running a government, a business, a corporation, a family, you, you have to follow process in order to actually do it effectively and safely and, uh, you know, deliver a, a good message or a good product, whatever it is you're, you're trying to accomplish. And the process is broken. There's absolutely no question about it. The process here about the open borders is broken. It's dangerous. It's um, not providing, I think, anyone with uh, what we should be is saying, you know, we welcome you. We want to give you the opportunity, but not not under these circumstances. It's putting everyone in a very bad position. Sodom Road, that bridge project in Southeast, when will that be done, completed, and maybe motorists don't have to take that detour? They- again? Yeah. I mean, unfortunately, detours are a fact of life, right? Um, right. And and safe roads are um, very important. And so Sodom Road and, of course, with everything going on, had its delays. Every project, every every infrastructure project will have, um, you know, some problems. But that's due to open in the next couple of months. We're ready. How much will the new infrastructure bill passed by Congress signed now by the president, make a difference potentially in Putnam County? Uh, Well, you know, we're always and have traditionally and historically always looked at any pockets of money that the FTA, federal transportation groups or entities have available to us. And we're always shovel ready for them. Um, We've earmarked and identified a couple of projects that we'd like to see completed with the federal you know, the federal dollars, you know, again, we are not an urban center. We don't, you know, we have interstates that two interstates, the Taconic and um, uh, 684 and 84 that, that run through us that we'd like to see the state throw some money their way because those roads are, they're in desperate need of repair and safety improvements. Uh, Our town and county and local roads here, we're continuing to work together to partner to bring uh, all the dollars in and, and to make the safe smooth roads, we call them, that are really what our seniors and the kids, particularly in the cars that, you know, we, we find them to be a priority item. Now, you know, if I lived in Beekman on a back road, for example, and I had a problem there and I couldn't get out, I mean, that to me, that's my New York State Thruway. I want that fixed. Yeah, I mean, 684, 84, they're just in horrendous shape. You know, understanding, right, we have harsh winters. 
Right. But I think the lack of attention to them is finally caught up to us where you, you know, you, you have craters in the road or people are, sna- you know, snapping their axles. And these right. Poor seniors. And driving around. Also too in Patterson. Yeah. You have that yeah, happening a, too. Yeah. A whole bunch of, a whole bunch of, I think the state's been very neglectful when it came, when it comes down to um, earmarking dollars for, for road and bridge and, and um, culvert improvements. And uh, I'm hopeful that they're going to switch that up now and start putting the money into the roads and not into big signs on roads with people's names all over them. And, you know, start putting the, putting the money where the people need it. We don't need signs. We need our roads fixed. Yeah, we definitely need our roads fixed. And, um, you know, we're starting to see some of the projects, started late but they're winding down because we're in that season now where you know you just can't you can't have the the blacktop plants are, are shutting down so i'm hoping we're going to open up with a vibrant spring and, and get some more dollars in here to get the state roads that are in putnam county get them improved do you feel like you have to fight other areas of the state to get some of that money for roads for improvements not only infrastructure wise but pretty much with everything around Putnam County? Is it a competition from region to region across this state? Well, um, you know, there's a, an organization called NIMTIC, New York Metropolitan Transportation Council, of which every every member has, is an equal voting member. Um, Putnam is included in that. So that's the Port Authority for New Jersey and New York for all of the counties, um, New York State Thruway. So that board, they have what they call a TIP build, which is the Transportation Infrastructure Projects, for the region, and everyone votes and approves each each other's asks and their priorities. And if a project doesn't progress, the money will move around to uh, someone who is who is ready. Uh, it's a very cooperative, collaborative group. It's um, one that is very productive and does and does get the money out there to the projects that need it with the plan. And that's always the critical. Uh, piece to it, right? You you can throw money around, but it really can be best, m- most responsibly spent when there's a plan attached to it. So NIMTIC um, is is a is a great venue for those transportation projects. So no, there's no competition there. Um, you know, c- competing against each other isn't always effective. Working together collaboratively is always the way that I have felt we would always see uh, get more things done. Ed Day, Rockland County, George Latimer, Westchester, Mark Molinaro, Duchess, Steve Newhouse in Orange. You know, those are just Pat Ryan. Um, those are just examples of how we work together during COVID on a daily basis, sharing resources and ideas and frustrations and, you know, trying to work as a block. Uh, and so you, you take that collaboration when you're in a, as a county executive and you, you use it to your advantage. For your you work together your around the lower and mid-Hudson Valley with all the other counties, up through Dutchess, up through Sullivan, like you mentioned. And this region here became an epicenter of relocation during the height and heart of COVID. People who came from Manhattan, from New York City, from other places around the tri-state area and other regions of this country, too. They came to Putnam. They came to the Hudson Valley. Some are going back. Some may go back eventually. Most are staying here in Putnam and around the Hudson Valley. How does new development account for that, knowing that we have to make a little more space, a little more room to fit everybody in now? Well, Putnam's watershed, right? So we're everything that we do here as far as build out is dictated by the New York City watershed regulations. We're at 
building saturation right now for residential. You know, there could be some takedowns and teardowns perhaps in the future, but there's really very little uh, room left for residential growth. There's some, but but not, not a heck of a lot. I think a lot of the folks that you're talking about will probably maintain a second home here. Maybe they'll, they'll go back to the city now that the city's opening and, uh, you know, they have their responsibilities and their work and their schools for their children or whatever, their families down the city. So I think we're going to see a little bit more of a second home opportunity here in Putnam County. We certainly see it over in the western part of the county. And as you, we talked to it earlier about the garrison, Phillips Town area, because we did see an awful lot of that right after 9-11. You saw a lot of families leaving New York City um, some for a second home or some on a permanent basis, you know, with the feeling about what, you know, the precariousness of the safety of, of New York post um, 9-11. So you're seeing maybe a little bit of that too with COVID. And I think once people get here and they realize that, you know, you're an hour train ride away to New York City and you, you have your safe streets and you have your safe and good schools here and quality of life for our seniors. And, you know, don't forget about our veterans and how many veterans we have living in first responders in Putnam County. So, you know, for, for individuals um, who embrace those ideas, this is, this is a safe haven. Mm-hmm. And there's so much open space around Putnam that continues to be preserved too. Yes, correct. We have a lot of land trusts. The land trusts have done a great job here over the years in preserving some critical spaces, um, giving everyone that opportunity to outdoor recreate, which was so important during COVID. I mean, our golf course here in Putnam County, the Putnam County Golf Course, did an incredible amount of rounds in that COVID year, which really, it was a, it was a revenue driver, but I think it was also a mental health stabilizer, too, for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Now, here we are towards the end of November and final third of the fall of the autumn, and we're heading to the holidays. Now, what's coming up that might be special in Putnam during the holidays? And oh, by the way, how important is it to shop locally during the holidays? We might pay an extra buck or two for something, but we will help keep our friends in business. Yeah, we've always been, our administration's been a big proponent about Main Street economy. You know, I'm a kid here that I was a kid here, grew up, and I know how important Main Street economy was because they were the folks who sponsored our baseball, softball uniforms or, you know, all of the programs for youth. And and they're always there for helping our veterans. So you've got to, you've got to support your Main Street economy and particularly in Putnam County, because again, we're not an urban County, we we rely on Main Street for our sales tax revenue. That's what keeps us going, and um, that's why I fought so hard to get the collection of internet sales tax back to Putnam County. Because you were, if you're buying on the internet, you're paying your sales tax, but it was staying out where it was um, paid, and we right. demanded that we get it back here. It was a lot of confusion. A lot of um, politicians in Albany tried to say it was a new tax, and they just didn't understand. They just didn't want tax associated with their name because, you know, that's how retail politics is played instead of, you know, really actually paying attention to the issue. So, um, you know, that leveled the playing field. Getting the internet sales tax collection here helps Main Street because people make a decision. I can go right down the street and buy something and, and support for all the right reasons, the reasons that I mentioned, or, you know, if I have to order on the internet, I will, but know that my community is going to benefit from the sales tax. So um, Main Street 
Here in uh, the holiday season coming up, there's going to be the holiday on the lake is coming back. That's a 25 plus year festival that kicks off the holiday season. Uh, The properties, the Tilly Foster Farm and Educational Institute and the Putnam County Golf Course, which I consider our gateway uh, venues, hospitality venues, have breakfast with Santa and um, lots of dinners and, and holiday gatherings and a New Year's Eve kickoff, I think this year, kicking off the new year, will be will both be at both of those venues. And I know that this is <laughs> this is probably the most exciting new year we've had in a long time. I think everyone's just ready for a, a new year. Can we go to the county website to get more information about all those events? Yes, please do. That would be putnamcountyny.gov. Um, and then you can look for the tourism link to, uh, on that page. And going to give you a good example of someone I spoke to last night right across the way in Orange County who lives in New Windsor, right on the Vales Gate border. And she says, no more Macy's or JCPenney's this holiday season. Matter of fact, she started this right now. No more big box stores for her shopping for the foreseeable future. She's driving around Orange, Putnam, Dutchess, and Ulster County, spending her money totally locally because she feels this is the way to get it done, the way to do it at mom and pop shop. She's spending her money and she wants to pump into whatever she can to the local economy. And I think that's the best way to go. That really is that that's very inspirational to hear that, that people are actually recognizing that. And then also taking into consideration how the COVID pandemic impacted our restaurants and um, delicatessens and, you know, all of those, they took such a tremendous, tremendous hit. So it's, it's, that's a very thoughtful of that woman. And certainly she's right there with the holiday spirit of giving. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's somebody who grew up in Washington Heights in Manhattan, but she's a real Hudson Valleyer now, and <laughs> she loves the region and will do anything she can to help support the region. And I think for all of us, that's the way to go. Well, that's New Yorkers, isn't it? Whether that's you're New from York, Manhattan yeah. or whether you're from Hudson Valley or Buffalo, New York. Once exactly. a New Yorker, right. always a New Yorker. And we always stay local as much as we can. Right. 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 Mary Ellen Odell, Putnam County Executive here on Putnam Talk Radio. County Executive Odell, we thank you for joining us. Hope to talk to you again soon. Well, thank you. I wish everyone a happy Thanksgiving. Certainly a lot to be grateful for. And uh, as we go into the holidays, happy Hanukkah, Merry Christmas, happy Christmas, and a happy new year. And a happy holiday to you, yours, and everybody there in the governmental offices around Putnam County. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks so much. Mary Ellen O'Dell here on Putnam Talk Radio. I'm John Marino. We are produced by Shark Creative, made possible by Tompkins Mayorback Bank. Also by Lipolis Electric. Don't be left in the dark. Get Lipolis by Robeson Oil, the house that service built. Also by Hightower Westchester, managing your wealth to a fiduciary standard. All the way through up and down the Hudson Valley by White Plains Hospital and by Michael Labriola Landscape Design and Construction of our month. They work all through the Hudson Valley as well, too. Catch all of our Putnam, Orange, Rockland, Dutchess, Westchester, and Fairfield County talk radio programming on our YouTube channel, A Shark Creative YouTube. You're listening to Westchester Talk Radio. Powered by Shark Media, a division of Shark Creative. And made possible by Entergy Indian Point Energy Center. Visit safesecurevinyl.com.